This is the God and Government Podcast. I am your host, John Steinrich. Welcome to the Free Speech Zone. We have a great episode here, a little bit of recap, a little bit of prognostication for all of our friends and fans out there. And as always, to help me along in the conversation is my wingman, Mark Richardson. How are you doing, Mark? Well, first off, Wishing everybody, hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas. Yes. Great New Year's. And uh, well, what do you know? We're back. We're back. Yes, indeed. We actually survived the tsunami of the uh, election and uh, the Georgia runoff and then the whole kerfuffle up on Capitol Hill about the Speaker of the House. It's amazing. The country actually is still standing. And so are we, Mark. Oh, and you know, and but John, don't forget the, <laughs> the, the somber clown show that was the january 6th commission oh yes yes uh, yes i know that's, that's right we just uh, we just passed the two-year anniversary it was it was the greatest disaster in american history since 9-11 bigger attack than the civil war right exactly which is and i thought it was quite interesting i will say this much i will i will credit the people who went who went through this theater for their for their performance, mm-hmm. okay? it was it was important for them to carry it all the way through to the end, to sit back and say, "Trump's guilty." Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what, yeah. but Trump's guilty. <laughs> yeah, of course, and none of, none of the people that they have uh, jailed for this event apparently has been charged with the crime of insurrection. So it's kind of interesting to me that the media keeps calling this an insurrection when not a single individual has been charged with that crime. I, I don't know how to square that circle, but then again, I, you know, I'm just not that smart. I, I, I didn't go to journalism school, Mark. <laughs> and also, I think the uh, the key point is, and folks, I know so every. I'm hoping that people from both sides of the spectrum are listening to us, which yeah, is great. We, of course, you know, we want we we want we want to have, you know, healthy debate, and it's like, and there are going to be some points of times where you're going to disagree with us. And we're going to disagree with you. Sure. But first and foremost, we're not your enemy. If no. you're listening to this and you find it and you're here to bash us, we're not your enemy. All we're no. just we're just trying to we're just we're just a couple of guys with a dog and pony show. That's right. Just, just trying to show a perspective of government from a from the from the Bible. Yes. And maybe that might be might be something that you find interesting. But you know, we're like we're not gonna engage in conflict with you. It's like I got I'm not that interesting, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I, I have to make one thing clear for our listeners that you missed that. I'm the dog and you're the pony. Okay, I'm not the one who wears the My Little Pony t-shirts. That's you. That's true. <laughs> Friends, as I, as I, I am, I am a brony. You know, mm-hmm. like, even, even though Hasbro has kind of fallen into the pit of the political uh, spectrum and they've kind of politicized the mm-hmm. show that I really enjoyed, but... You know, but that's okay though. I still, I still, I still, I still proudly, I still proudly fly my brony flag. You know what? That's all. It's all good. It's a, it's a free country. You can choose whatever you want, at least for the moment. Just don't say anything that hurts um, the the feelings of a leftist. So um, otherwise, you're fine. Uh, anyway, we uh, <laughs> what we wanted to do. This was a great idea that Mark had. Is like um, kind of unexpectedly, we got an email from Spotify that gave us a year end wrap up for the God in Government podcast for 2022. And, you know, this is, uh, what are we, I think this is our third or fourth, maybe our fourth season? Oh, my goodness. Can you believe how time has flown? You know, I find it I find it amazing to sit back and go, because I remember when we originally came up with this with this idea, there there were four of us. There was yes. John, myself, Todd, mm-hmm. and uh, Tino. Yeah. And I, 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 I remember us, us recording in, a, in Tino's camp. <laughs> yeah, in Winnebago. <laughs> in his house. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's, uh, and we're, you know, and we're making, and we're making progress. I mean, it's yes, so But I think the, you know, the biggest thing for us, just like any podcasting starting off, it's just getting the, getting the idea out there and just seeing if people like it. Yes, exactly. And which kind of leads us back to the, to the email that we received from Spotify. Yeah. So, what what were your, what were your takeaways when in reading that? Because I was definitely encouraged by it. I was. I, I was. I was actually turning. I, I mean, I, I did have. I did have that Sally Field moment. You know, you like me. You really like me. <laughs> yes. 
you know, and, and of course, when you're looking at the stats, like, yeah, I mean, we're like, we're a small operation, yeah. but the fact that we have, that we have viewers or let's say listeners mm-hmm. who, who feel it's worth taking the time to listen to us, uh, you know, pontificate on spirituality and, and politics, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was, it was, it, it put a smile on my face. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I'm looking at the stats right now. We're actually in Spotify's news category and we actually uh, produce 64% more content than other creators in the news category, which is pretty cool. And that that and, and our message has a biblical edge to it. So we're adding um, spirituality above and beyond a lot of what people who are talking about current events are doing. Yeah, and it was, and that was that was that was the original niche that we were looking into. Whereas uh, where we where the idea came up, you know, how many people are doing a website? Of course, you get, you get tons of people that are talking politics, but how many of them are adding, you know, the Bible mm-hmm. and applying it from the application of, well, this is what this is what the political sphere is saying, and this is what this is what God is saying. Yes, and we and it was like we happen to find um find the right of. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. and on on top of that, we have been tackling some difficult subjects. You know, we've talked about race issues. We've talked about uh, sort of global Marxism. We've talked about the corruption of Hollywood. You know, these are things that are not comfortable subjects for people to talk about. And yet we're having some success. And I'm really happy to hear that. Um, As I'm going through this, it looks like our podcast has gotten some listeners around the world. I know that that really tickled your fancy, didn't it? It did, it, you know, because of course, of course, you want to, of course, you know, when you're starting out a podcast, and you want to sit back and go, like, hey, my mom listened to it, awesome. But <laughs> to be able to turn around and go, wait a minute, we've got people in other countries that are listening yes, to it. Yes, yes, that was very cool. And yeah. and by the way, for all you all you people, you know, in various in the various countries that are listening to us, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very, thank you very much for doing it. And what we hope is, is that we keep making content that's interesting to you. And I hope you feel hope you feel comfortable enough to start passing that along to your friends so we can get more people in your country or your region or territory to listen to us as well. Absolutely. Please feel free to copy, paste and share. And a big shout out to the Philippines and New Zealand, because those were after the United States, the top two countries where we had listeners. So thank you. Yeah. On the other side of the globe. Thank you so much for that. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to roll through. I don't know if there was there any other stats that jumped out at you. Well, I don't have it up in front of me right now, but it's like, but uh, was there anything? It's like I'll bounce it back to you while I while I well, hold let's this up. see here. Um, let's see what are God and government like listeners like exactly? That that's a little stat that I'm uh, looking here, and it's feeding calculating listeners' personalities. Let's see what we got here on this one. Our listeners' personality is the adventurer. <laughs> so I guess they, they do some sort of analysis on the people who listen. And so isn't that interesting that they, they call our listeners adventurers? So uh, ladies and gentlemen out there, give yourself a round of applause. You are an adventurer. If you're taking time to listen to Mark and myself, then you are an adventurer. <laughs> I no, like it. Not only adventurer. You are, you are the ones who enjoy a new challenge. You are the ones who step outside the lines, color outside the boxes, and it's, and actually have an opportunity to explore more than just the norm. Well yes. done, you. Yes, absolutely. I like that. And I think both of you, both of us, you and I, uh, we're, we are independent thinkers. And we actually, more than anything, I mean, obviously we have a point of view, but encouraging people to be independent thinkers, I think is at the really at the heart of what we do. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we're not look. We're well, well, here. We're 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 idea people. We're just yes. we're just trying to we're just trying to take the Bible and present as I present it as a mix. You could say in the political sphere. Yeah. Just get just to get people to say, you know, what we're not we're not saying you're wrong. All we're saying is here's like here is what we're seeing. Here is what the Bible is saying. We both believe in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And you can take you can take that as you wish. Yes. You know, like we're 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 not we're not here to beat you over the head with a stick. We're yeah. simply here to say, hey, you know what? Here's a different perspective that you may not have had a chance to to look at things, right. look at life from. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, we, we definitely want to encourage independent thought, whether you agree with us or not. 
Um, we we want to just get, get you to think. We want our the people who listen to us to think for themselves. Something interesting here too on this list it, is that eighty four percent of the people who are listening to our podcast actually just discovered us in twenty twenty two. So that's pretty cool that we got a big growth of new people listening in twenty twenty two, and I think that means that people are hungry for this kind of information that takes what's going on now and compares it with scripture. Which is really encouraging because, and that's why, once again, we like, we encourage you, you know, it's like if you have friends who are, I don't know, that like maybe like-minded or interested or adventurous, pass us, pass us along. Yes, absolutely. Like the more people we can, the more people we can get to, uh, to listen, dialogue starts and like, we can get, you know, we can start getting people to see mm-hmm. things from a different perspective. Because I know, I mean, they, uh, you know, God, God is. God's still God. Amen. Christianity is on the, uh, it's a challenge for Christianity because there's there's been so much negativity presented towards Christianity. And and you, and you, of course, you've always heard, you know, you know, religion and politics, it's a taboo. You can't, it's like, you you know, you can't, you can't speak about it. Yeah, you can. Well, yeah, it's just just how it's presented. Absolutely. So we, we again want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, We have another figure here on our Spotify uh, database it says that we we grew by 25 percent in our followership so that's great so uh 25 of the people listening to us are new thank you guys so much so as we go into this year mark what what is your goal what do you what do you see for our podcast what do you want to achieve what do you want god to do for us you know i'd say i i would really like us i'd like us to grow because just yeah. continue like continued growth because i'd like i I like doing this. <laughs> I really, I really enjoy doing this. It's, it, uh, it, yes. ma- it, it feels, it fills me with uh, joy to hear that people like what we're doing. Yes, like the content, and they want more of it. I mean, one mm-hmm. of the things is I, I'm, I, for a target goal is is for us to, I won't say accelerate our content presentation, but mm-hmm. to be able to make it. It's like we want, we want to get more, cons- we want to get more consistent. Mm-hmm. With yeah. Present- more things out there to you guys. And also I'm praying that people who are listening, um, who have content or have information that they would like to place out on a platform that is, you know, that we'll say that we're, we're not, we're not judging, but, mm-hmm. like, but we want to be able to have people, like some more movers and shakers. Yes. People who you may have heard of, people who may, who may sound interesting, you know, may not sound interesting, but have an interesting, interesting perspective. We want to get them out there as well. So if, and we're reaching, you know, reach out to our fans here and people who are listening. If you know people like that, who you think, you know, maybe they're in the political sphere, mm-hmm. maybe they're in the entertainment sphere, maybe it's like maybe you heard, you know, where they stand on on their walk with God. Let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. We can always you, reach out to them. You can always reach out to us, God and Government Podcast at gmail.com. You can always send us an email. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about wanting to expand our reach into more countries. So God willing that our message is going to hit more listeners in more countries. And I definitely uh, uh, want to see us, you know, just have more listens. In the aggregate, we're getting close to a thousand listens. I know, you know, there are there are obviously creators out there that have millions and millions, but for us who just a country, a couple of country mice, uh, to get near a thousand listens overall is is a pretty big deal. And one thing else I wanted to share with our listeners is that we have a theme song which I wrote called "The Cancel Culture Blues," and that's up on the Rumble website with a uh, video, and that's got as of today over a thousand plays. There. So thank you to all of our friends and fans out there for all of your support. Big round of applause. And so now <laughs> let's let's get into some. There you go, Mark. He's got the one handed clap over there. So <laughs> so let's go back. So we're, we're um, we just finished 2022 and going into 2023. And what I want to do on this episode is a little bit of a recap of 2022 and then our prognostications you know for what we think is going to happen in 23 politically and you know as related to uh the bible and so forth so now 2022 was not a year of boredom (laughs) it was there was a there was a lot that went on in 2022 um we had the midterm election which was the 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 red trickle (laughs) that was that was a a big deal Uh, we had the, the the world cup that happened in 2022 um and and just you know the the ongoing saga uh, of of covid and 
you know, what's going on with that around the world. So I wanted to ask you, Mark, when you think back on 2022, what was one story that you think really stuck out to you as like the key story of 2022? And maybe what is your spiritual perspective on that? You know, actually, I think, well, the big thing, and I was actually just kind of thinking about this and, and uh, trying to like review everything in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was, well, I mean, it, 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 it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. It's uh, Russia invading Ukraine. Okay. Yeah, that's that was a pretty big one. Yeah. So what 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 do you think? Well, you know, what obviously, you know, warfare in Europe for the first time since 1945, that that's a pretty big change. Uh, how would you describe, you know, overall, like the impact? What do you think spiritually that that war has to do with us? You know, as I think from a, from a spiritual standpoint, we have to look at we have, we have to look at. I mean, when you when you think about warfare, mm-hmm. you think conflict, and then I know some people are always wrestling with the idea of, well, if God is a if God is a loving, caring Father, mm. then why then why does He allow this conflict and destruction to occur? Yeah. And and that's and that's always that's always a big answer because the answer like the answer usually doesn't satisfy a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and of course it's, it's like being right at that idea, it's like, well, I mean, because well, one, Romans three twenty three, one of my go one of my go to scriptures mm-hmm. is you know all has like all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Correct, yes. Yeah, so so regardless, like yes, is God loving it? God it's like, yes, God is, but God's like God is also help is like he's encouraging a flawed human race that has conflict and warfare mm. and chaos and darkness in our hearts to yeah. follow. <laughs> yeah, I you think in, in some ways what we see here is like a, a lot of people were shocked by this event. And and it is shocking in the sense that, you know, you you we haven't seen this in sort of Western civilization in nearly 80 years. So to see tanks rolling from one European country into another one, that that is pretty startling. But in the grand scheme of things, this is sort of an ongoing level of conflict that is native to the human condition. Um, And this, when you, you know, I I would look at the, that situation with Vladimir Putin sort of, he's sort of a throwback character to you know old-time kings from sort of middle ages who are power hungry and looking for to expand their territory basically you know just the the bible is replete with stories of uh you know territorial attacks all over the place you know and and if you and if you listen to some of the uh you know political uh, political experts or political pundits regarding uh vladimir putin or president putin And the whole, the whole the whole idea behind Putin is is like he you're right he's like he's old school he's that I don't want to I don't want I don't want to mock him but he is almost like that that classic eighties Bond villain kind of yeah mm-hmm. yeah whereas the idea is like he wants to, he wants re- the return of the old school Russia right right you know, he was like, I mean you've already got the oligarchs yeah you know, you've already you've already got like you know Russia free question mark mm-hmm. because in terms of well, you know, people don't want to relinquish that power. Yeah. So that's of course he's like he wants he wants that old school. He wants to bring back the buffer states between mm-hmm. <laughs> between Russia, it's like Russia and Europe. Yeah. And it's like he's he you know he's not he's not afraid to go ahead and do this. And unfortunately, here we kind of run into another problem. Yeah. Which is the, which is the social battle in the United States between what does the United States mean. To Americans, and what does the United States mean to the world? Mm-hmm. You know, and this idea is like, and you look back, and you think you would hope that people would have looked at the freedom, looked at the opportunities, looked at you know the parameters that you know a country, the United States, you know, tries to say back, hey, you know what, you know, be free, do you? It's like you know, you do you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we've seen where that happens. Where now you now you have now now you have a bully. Who is basically starting to go through the neighborhood? It's like going through the, uh, you know, going into, going into the kid, going into the, uh, uh, yeah, the neighbor's the backyard. Lunchroom. 
Yeah, the yeah the lunchroom or the, or the yep. schoolyard. It's starting to push people around, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, you guys are both. You kind of thumbed your nose at us. You know, we're 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 the bad guys. We're the imperialists. On and on and on. And next thing you know, you're getting pushed down, and you're looking to us, going, "Weren't you going to do anything?" Mm. Yeah. Well, yes, what it's do you quite, want it to is. Do? <laughs> yeah, there's there is a lot to, to to dissect from that. As you were talking, I, I was thinking, you know, okay, well, I, what what scriptural kind of things come to mind when you look at the you know this massive Russian army going in, lobbing bombs all over Ukraine, displacing who knows how many people and just just carnage and then the rest of the world looking on you know with their jaw on the floor now there there is a passage in matthew 24 um when jesus is asked about the signs of time for the end of the age and he responds to them you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars and i'm sure that there are plenty of people out there who look at the ukraine war and look at the bible and sort of make a direct correlation oh my gosh it's the end of the world I'm not exactly sure that that's exactly the case. I think it's more a sign of the times. And there's another scripture, which is First uh, Chronicles 12, 32, um, where the, the Bible talks about uh, men of the tribe of Issachar, one of the tribes of Israel. And in that verse it said, uh, of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, 200 chiefs and their kinsmen under their command. And it's a little verse just tucked away in the Old Testament, but the, the men of Issachar are known as men who understood the times. Uh, and I think that the Ukraine war, obviously we don't want to see suffering, and it, it would be very good for it to come to an end so that the people themselves can get their homes back and maybe we can get some peace. But I think it, it if anything, for people of Christian faith, this is something to look at so that we can actually understand the times as opposed to you know, wearying ourselves and worrying about the end of the age, because we don't know when that's going to come. What do you think? You know, that's a good point. I was actually just kind of, kind of I just delving in here, and I was looking at, uh, let's see, what is it? Ecclesiastes, like 918. Mm-hmm. You know, wisdom is better than weapons of war, but mm. one sinner destroys much good. You yeah. Know, and, and you sit back and you go, it's like, hmm, Putin? Okay. We, like, yep. we, we, we take in we take in Romans three twenty three again. You know, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Yep. You know, one sinner destroys like much good. And and yeah. the interesting part about that is is the thought process here because you know there are people both in the Russian government and even the Russian military who I mean, like well, you know a few of them agree with uh, with Putin. Mm-hmm. I think a few mm-hmm. of them don't agree with Putin, but they can't say because they don't right. end up being killed. This is so. So I think you have this groaning of the country. Where people are, they don't want to be in this war, mm. but they, but they feel like they can't speak out against this war unless yeah. you have basically a Russian revolution again. Yeah, that's true. I was actually thinking on the other side. If you think about the response of the United States and Western Europe, I think we're. I look and and see that we're sort of flat footed. Um, one thing I'm happy about. Um, is that the current administration has not, you know, put ground troops in direct combat. I'm glad for that. I'm not thrilled about sort of the, the saber rattling and so forth, the, the, you know, the, the threatening and, and whatnot. But I'm very glad that we haven't gone to physical combat. Um, if, if anything, you know, it is a proxy war. So at least Americans are not in harm's way. But there's a couple of things of not really understanding the times that I think has gone on really in America and in Western Europe. First of all, we have this buildup of NATO, you know, going on and and adding countries into NATO, getting closer and closer to the borders of Russia, which I think is a provocative move. Right. The and then. Um, then the second thing that I think of not understanding the times is that this, I don't think this is quite such a black and white issue. Now, I, we might say, uh, I think it's pretty clear that, that Putin's behavior and the, the Russian army, that's not good. That is pretty bad. But when I look at uh, Zelensky and Ukraine, and I don't know that much about it, but it seems to me that throwing hundreds of billions of dollars at him and this war effort, you know, that you and I as taxpayers are paying without accountability, without clear-cut goals, 
without like uh, measurable data to say, okay, we're actually winning this war. Um, somehow, I don't think we're really interpreting the times very well. What are your thoughts? And you know, that's an interesting perspective. I, I think, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'm, I'm, a, I'm probably an old school hawk. Okay. <laughs> I like saber rattling. <laughs> and, and, and I'm just looking at it from a perspective from, to me, Putin is a bully. And unless yeah. you, let a, unless you let a bully know, and you know what? You step over that line, you're gonna get popped in. The, you're gonna get popped in the nose. Mm. And, and I think unless Putin understands that, no, you just can't move around with impunity and start basically trying to take independent countries back underneath yeah. your wing, with without without some repercussions. Is a now and yes, you're right. We, we're we're in a dangerous game here, and right. the, and the and the problem is, and I and I do agree with a lot of the a lot of the pundits who have described this, is. Putin's in a zero-sum game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and the interesting part about that is, is what happens because he can't lose face, but at the same time, too, well, who's going to replace him? And he basically True. wins every, wins every election unless you unless you have, and unless you have somebody put a bullet in his in his head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a heel. It's like, you know, what what would be the definition of Putin losing face or losing power? That's true. That's, that that's a bunch of questions there as well. Yeah. yeah. And now the interesting part is. Is what happened after you had it's like uh well what was it was it Norway and Sweden that joined NATO or mm, Estonia? Well, you know, I'm thinking more of the uh the old Soviet bloc countries like Estonia, I think is part of NATO. These are these are countries that are getting close to the border uh of Russia, right. you know, and and right. And, right. And, is, and 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 the the question to me begins to become this. Okay, what good is NATO? That, that, that's, yeah. that's that's like the million that multi-million dollar question i mean right now nato to me kind of reminds me of an old uh police bobby back in the 60s and 70s kind of yeah here you go stop or i'll say stop again yeah yeah so I unless, think... unless, you know unless you're prepared to roll up your sleeves put on the like, put on the knuckle gloves and hit mm -hmm. talk becomes cheap <laughs> yeah, it out. I think it's outlived its uselessness. But you know what, Mark? There's, let me jump back one thing. Did you notice in our conversation here that you and I have slightly different perspectives about this, and we didn't excommunicate one another? Wasn't that cool? I'm writing my protest letter even as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's an important lesson to learn. We're trying to demonstrate um a willingness to hear somebody else's viewpoint without calling them names i think that's a good thing right on <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and folks yes you have it's like you're everybody's not going to agree on the same thing when you when it's like okay i'm just gonna put a perspective out there if when you hear oh let's say oh let's toss a party out there oh i know the democratic party yes <laughs> that's example of that when you have everybody Agreeing in, you know, basically agreeing in mass. Yes. And you have no disagreement. You have you have nobody. Okay. Now I will say this much: AOC is an interesting person. You know, haven't mm -hmm. like, haven't haven't had a sandwich with her, so I don't know her personality <laughs> besides what the news tells me. But 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 you hear, but you did hear her kind of chomping at the bit more than a few times during twenty twenty two, and basically getting shut down by Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. And the leadership of the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. Now, now, folks. Okay, you vote Democrat. No, that's cool. You know that that that's your thing. But doesn't that doesn't that kind of pop up in your in your mind that you don't have a lot of Democrats who might be questioning some of the some of the direction of uh, of leadership and where the where the uh, Democratic Party is going? Mm -hmm. Everybody just kind of signs off on on whatever whatever is uh, decided. Now you may now you may mock the Republicans. Trust me, I mock the Republicans. I don't. I, I, oh yeah, me, yes, me too. I, I don't vote Republican. I'm not a registered Republican. Neither am I. I, don't, I don't, you know, I'm an independent. <laughs> it's like you know, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to sit back and see where I'd like to find people who have like-minded ideas as close to mine as possible, and I'll vote for them. You know, mm. if a Democrat did, I vote. I'd, I'd vote. I'd vote for them. You yeah. Know, I, but I put my hands in my. I'm doing the shrug, the, the shoulder shrug, and go. <laughs> you know, so I'm I'm just like, if you got a good idea 
and it fits both my where I stand as a Christian and where I stand as an individual who believes in, you know, it's like uh, freedom, you know, uh, free market to the to the extent of I don't I'm never a big fan of government. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really think anybody I think folks, you know, you can think this out for yourself, but I'm not a big fan. I don't like having government. I don't like have people who don't know what they're doing dictate what I should be doing. Yeah, yeah, me, me either. I'm, I'm not too thrilled about that. <laughs> well, let me, uh, let me, let, let me shift back because I, I want to share what my thought is uh, about what the most important story of 2022 was. And uh, among all the things, I think that the the cutting edge uh, problem or story is the overall transgender movement. And I say that. Um, because I think this flies in the face of the Bible more than, more than anything else. This, this is a movement, um, and I am sensitive to people who have the uh, gender dysphoria condition, um, and I, I do believe in a live and let live mantra. Hey, you know what? People are free to do what they want, and I don't want to you know, be totalitarian against it. However... The, the problem is with, with this movement, it flies in the face of human understanding of cultures around the world and the Bible itself. And I'm, I'm going to go back to the Old Testament stuff that, you know, a, a lot of people probably learned, you know, in flannel board kids church, you know, back in the day uh, in Genesis chapter one, uh, starting in verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and every uh, other over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. So the original creation was binary. Uh, and then what else occurred to me is like, you know, you go along in the Genesis story and then uh, this, the serpent comes along and starts talking to Eve and he, he, uh, is duplicitous. He tricks her, but he doesn't trick her into, um, he tricks her into believing that she can be like God. And then Adam goes along with it, which is bad enough, right? It's bad enough that, that any human being should have sort of these, uh, grandiose visions of being a deity, but not even the serpent in uh, Genesis was trying to convince Eve that she was Steve, right? Right, and he wasn't trying to convince Adam that he was Adeline. It just didn't happen somehow in the 21st century. We, the entirety of human biology got thrown out the window. The entirety of Christian, Judeo-Christian ethic, uh, sexual ethic, gone has gone out the window. And now you have men competing in women's sports. And I'm looking at an article here where um, there's this collegiate swimmer uh, whose name is Riley Gaines. And basically the whole transgender policy, she says, is essentially destroying women's rights and women's sports and so forth. And and I I agree with that. What do you think? What you're you're saying, okay, so let's remember uh, the 60s and 70s, the, Mm -hmm. the women's revolution. You know, as I right, I am women. I am invincible. You know, where it's like and it's whole and the whole idea of they were um, was it was it Title Nine? Yeah, Title Nine. Like, That's what's in the article. Like the idea it's like you know, it's like women's sports in the in in colleges and that propping those up so that women have have an opportunity not only to compete but also scholarships and and opportunities there. And you said they go okay, that's cool. You know, no 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 big no big on that. But I'm very it's very interesting to me. The silence that I hear from "quote unquote" feminists mm. over the idea of yeah. men transitioning as a "quote unquote" yeah. transition to women, and then turning around and dominant and dominating these sports, which of course kind of flies in the face "quote unquote" of equality. Yeah, it's like, no, it's like no, we're not. I understand that people try really hard to try to fit everybody into a same box, mm-hmm. but it's not true. Men are not equal to women. There's a right. reason why God made it's like God made men yes. and God made women. There is a difference there, a yeah. marked difference. You see it. You, you, I mean, um, I forgot which. Uh, it was a YouTube video. I forgot the uh, the individual's name, but he basically made he made this point. He said mm-hmm. the worst male player in the NBA would be the most dominant player in the WNBA. Right. And it's a fact. I, I understand people might disagree with that, 
but it's true. It, it's like, yeah, body is like muscular. It's like you know, but like body build, mass, the whole nine yards, chromosomes, and, the whole thing. Yeah, you're, yes. you're the reason why. And then go and going back to the whole transgender. Once again, folks, you may not like this, mm-hmm. but it's not me talking. It's the Bible talking. So if Correct. you have a disagreement with the Bible, you, you're going to have to work that out. But it's like, you know, going into uh, Romans. Yes. As I, you know, as I wrote that 120, Romans 124. Rome, therefore, mm-hmm. God gave them over in the sinful desires of yep. their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. Mm-hmm. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Because yep. of this, God gave them over the shameful lust. Even their even their women exchanged mm-hmm. natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Mm. Men committed shameful acts with other men and, and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Yeah. You know, like, furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind, so they do what ought not to be done. They mm. have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, mm. murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They're gossips, slanderers, yeah. God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love. No mercy, period. All right, preach, brother, preach. <laughs> you know what? I, that came to my mind, Mark, and uh, that 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 passage in Romans. And I think you're you're absolutely right. You're you're right on uh, on hitting it on the head with that one. That um, when people are deciding that they are going to rebel that vigorously against the created natural order that came from the mind and heart of God. That they're going to be given over to stuff that is so off the charts crazy that that we can't even wrap our minds around it. Um, I'm, I'm looking at this article, and you talked about Title IX, um, and uh, this is the Fox News article. And it, there's they, they interviewed, I guess, uh, Riley Gaines, who's some sort of uh, collegiate, I guess, a swimmer or she's an athlete. And, and basically, what what you know, she was asked. Uh, you know, about this, um, you know, are women able to compete and have equal access to sports, which is what Title IX was. It was like saying it was it was a move towards genuine equality in the sense of, look, just because men and women are biologically different doesn't mean that women shouldn't have the access to compete fairly or have resources so that they can compete on their you know, on their own teams and so forth, which I think is a noble goal. But what Riley Gaines says is that, no, this this is not. She, uh, What her response to the question was, absolutely not, Gaines said. This is taking us back to the 1970s before Title IX, and that's what I think the left is not understanding. They think this is progressive. So what they're essentially, you know, the women's rights movement moved the ball forward to say, okay, women do not have to stay locked in these traditional sort of Puritan roles that that existed, right, that they actually can go out and be independent, free, and, you know, participate in sports. And, you know, they they have a right as an American citizen to access resources and competition and so forth on their own, uh, equal, equal to fair, at least equal to men. And what Riley Gaines says, and I would agree, and the, I think the Bible supports is that uh, now we've gone so far progressive, we've gone upside down that the 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 best female athletes are biologically male. I, I can't believe those words came out of my mouth, but that that's what we're looking at. That to me but, is a and, massive story. Right, and, and you sit back, and people in the government and. Um, and, and you sit back, okay. So your college, say, so, so you, so Title Nine, okay. Hey, look, you got to take some of that cash that you're pouring into all these men's athletic programs mm-hmm. and start and start spreading the pie out. So, so it's like towards women, so women have a chance to compete as well as and have an opportunity right. to thrive and fly. And then you turn around and you start allowing guys who who for some reason believe that they're women because once again. It's it's okay. People will argue the nature versus nurture issue. I mm-hmm. look at it like this: it's your heart, it's your it's your head and your heart. Yeah. So it's, like, it's not your. It's you're not you're not physically. You believe that mm-hmm. you are a woman, but you're not. 
But you're not. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, you you may hate me for this. You may try to dox me for this. You're. It's like God created you as a man. God right. created right. you as a woman. Mm-hmm. Period. Underline it. Now, is, is there is it, of course what you're talking about earlier the gender dysphoria? Yeah. You know, like, is are there conditions that sure. like, that might sure. like you know that you like you have to sit back and apply and and look at? Yes, there are. But mm-hmm. they're way too. There is like. So how I mean, all of a sudden, yes. Do we have do, have we had people who cross dressed, who who was like who believe that mm-hmm. they're males or females through history? Absolutely. I go back to what I what I quoted you in Romans one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like it's for although they knew God, they neither glorified Him mm-hmm. as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish right. hearts were darkened. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. You know, although they claimed to be wise, they became yes. fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal mm-hmm. God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Yes. You know, <laughs> like, what I was going to say about this, um, when, when you look at this, this issue, you could compare it to, to any other uh, condition of, of a person believing something about him or herself that's not true, right? So if I if I claim that I am Jimi Hendrix, that doesn't make it true. I am not a deceased, left-handed black guitar player. I'm just not. <laughs> I might want to be. I might want to claim some of the royalties from his estate, but it just because I identify that way doesn't make it true. And yeah. you know, I, I, I got two out of three of those. But hey, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, you do. And in the same way, like if 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 I let's say I'm I have really poor self-esteem, right? Oh, I don't like myself. I'm a terrible person and so forth. Does the rest of the world just jump on the bandwagon and say, yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. You know, John, you you should just off yourself. No. What what psychology does is say, okay, let's try to examine the reality of this and where your mind is dysphoric, where you believe so terribly about yourself. Let's try to get reality um, matching, get your mind to match reality. And for some reason with this issue, and, and I suspect it's a nefarious um, undergirding by, by sort of globalists and communists to exploit people who have this problem um, to use it for, you know, tyrannical purposes. But we're not doing things to help people get in touch with reality as God has designed them, like you were saying. But we're allowing people to just go off and redefine something that should be fundamental. And I think that this is a a, a disaster for civilization. If we fight reality that badly that we invert it, then we are in big trouble as a civilization. Right. And and uh, and for and for everybody here, and especially in the United States, who sit back and pat themselves on the back, especially the progressives mm-hmm. who, who say that this is just a proud moment. Uh, folks, take a hard look at the rest of the world. Yeah, they're, they're, they're looking at you, going, "What are you people doing? You're insane." Yeah, you know, you may not like that, but it's it's the truth. No, nobody. Yeah, the like, cultures aren't sitting there going, "Oh, well, you know, the United States is doing that. We should do it too. We should." No, no, yeah. they're not. They're, they're not. Most yeah. like people. People are looking, going, "Wow." <laughs> Going off the deep end. Yeah, I. You know what? Have you seen? There's, there's a, there's a great documentary that came out last year called "What Is a Woman," <laughs> that Matt Walsh did from Daily Wire. Did you see that? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, there was a great scene in there. I, I love what he did. He, he went to Africa, and I forget what tribe. You know, he went to a very kind of you know traditional African tribe, and he brought this, this Western you know psychobabble that we have, and. and, and Try to explain it to these people who are, you know, they're they're just people out on the Serengeti and, and they're laughing at him because they know what the difference between a man and a woman is. It's pretty obvious to them. I, I wonder why is it that that, you know, um, elite limousine liberals at uh, Berkeley and Harvard can't figure this out? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah I, actually, you brought that up and, and I, I, I wanted so I'm going to toss out a toss out an idea that just kind of popped in my head i think a lot of like a lot of progressives and like you said the uh, the limo it's like elites yeah they, they, they have way they have way too much time on their hands no kidding I mean, because if you think about most of these, <laughs> most of these tribes, yeah. tribes they wake up in the morning okay what it was like what is what is my focus survival yeah okay what's like i need to it's like we need to make sure the animals are healthy 
We need to make sure that it's like we're we're able to plant crops or we're able to trade with other with other tribes to get what we need. Mm-hmm. They're not they're, they're not their folk their day to day focus is okay. How do I survive? How do yeah. I keep the tribe healthy and thriving? It's not you know it's like you know Ubuntu. I, I I was thinking I should I should I think I should I think I feel more like a female than a female. <laughs> yeah, they beat the tar out of him. That was the case. You know, it's just, it's just, they don't have the time to do no, that. No, they don't. You're right. I think most I think most people here have way too much time on their hands, and their thoughts start going into the crazy. Yeah, they you're start absolutely going into the right. Upside, upside down. Yes, you know. It, it's yes. like we, we we live in a we live we're first world. Yes. We live in a, a great tech, a technological age where where we have more and more uh, levels of technology that are making things for, a lot easier for us mm-hmm. not to do, which which in turn to me degrades it degrades our mind, yeah, it degrades our bodies, it degrades mm. our soul because we because we're not we're not thinking anymore of survival like like the, yeah the, the greatest generation that was like that a lot of people sadly mock. They're beginning to age out and die, and die out. They it's like they were they were focusing on the survival of this nation because they knew you know it's like uh, against the threat of you know um, Marxism, yeah, communism, yeah, you know, Nazism, Nazism, and so forth. Yeah, you know it's like so they so we so they were focused on we need to keep this evil down. Yeah, <laughs> so, and this generation doesn't fight, hasn't fought. True. I'm, 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 I'm scared. I'm scared that, that if we if we got to a conflict, you'd have more. You you basically have the '60s all over again because right. because you had mm-hmm. their, like, those those when they were 18, 19 years old. Now they've become adults. Now they passed on that their process to their kids who mm-hmm. now have kids who now have this idea that everything everything's like oh no, Russia mm-hmm. China everything's okay. No 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 no. It's no. Not. I mean, the biggest one of the biggest mistakes we have allowed as a country was allowing our manufacturing power yep. and our industrial power to be shipped over to China as a because because it it costs less. Mm. You know, like, so we save money. Yep. Now now I'm looking at the unions over here. Like you guys you guys own up your piece of that pie too. You know, I get it. It's like you you want you want fair wages for your labor. Mm-hmm. But when you when you're making twenty four dollars an hour putting a screw in a bolt, and, yeah. and, and a company can go, I can have this Chinese worker, you know, in Shanghai do it for eight cent. Who do you it's like you know as a business? Where's the business going to go? Mm. Uh, it's going to go over there. Yeah, you're right. I think one one thing that comes to mind is the concept of ennui, a fancy French word, um, which means meaninglessness, or essentially, you know. Uh, having no meaning and that so much we've had so much comfort in the West and in America in particular that that we've forgotten what it means to actually have to put our shoulder into something, you know, muscular labor and, and, and deal with these, you know, issues that people, you know, in, in the heart of Africa or in, in third world countries actually have to deal with. And so we do, we go spin ourselves into lunacy because we have no meaning in, in our lives, we and especially the the more secular we become, the crazier and further away from reality we get. So anyway, let me pivot for the last little bit of our time here. So um, let's let's think now about the rest of the year. And I wanted to talk with you a little bit about what do you think? You know, looking forward to the next twelve months, what are some things that you know maybe we should be on the lookout for? We think might happen. Uh, politically, civically, socially, culturally, and spiritually. Any any thoughts in that regard? If if I had if I had to use one word, I, I think I think it would come. Um, I think it would come from a great spokesman, a great thinker, a man of the world, Clubber Lang from Rocky <laughs> Two. <laughs> when he when he Rocky had the forecast, when he went over to right? the forecast. Rocky three. Wait, wait, it was three. My my mistake. My mistake. I'm a big Rocky fan. Okay. So anyway, I interrupted your flow. Rocky three, go ahead. No, no, it was was okay. We had to get that corrected. So it didn't didn't move on, become fact. Well, champ was like, what what, what do you expect for this fight? Pain. Yep. (laughs) 
I, I mean, I, I would I would love to sit back and say, I think I think things are going to be a dramatic and radical turnaround, but mm. I don't I don't see it. As I, I see, I just yeah. mean the, the the economy is sputtering along. If that, yeah, it still it still costs an arm and a leg to go ahead and even even just I mean, the other day I'd say the other day, you know, my wife and I we went to get groceries, and I sat and I sat back and I looked at. Four bags of items, $113. Mm. I mean, and they weren't even big bags. I mean, even yeah. the, bag, the bags are getting smaller. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, John. Yeah, and oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, a lot of people who are listening to me have seen this as well. You know, things that used to be one and a half or two times larger as as when we were like our teens mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. now look like children's size items, and they're, and they're one and a half times the price. Yeah. And and and, people, and manufacturers have been called out on this, and they still deny it. But it's a fact. It's it's a fact. You're making things smaller, and you're charging me more for it. You know, that's I. I there's a vending machine in my office, right? That you get a bag of chips or whatnot. All of a sudden, that's a dollar twenty-five for like a, an ounce and three quarters. Unbelievable. Oh yeah, I mean, it's a, if you go and say, and I'm sure everybody who is listening to me. When you go to a grocery store, you've seen this as well. Um, you know the the, the quote unquote uh, party size. I like Cheetos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, and, and every now and then it's like every now and then I I'll treat myself, I'll spoil myself a bit, and I'll look for a bag of Cheetos. Oh, okay, I see the small size. Well, that's not going to get the job done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, if I'm taking this to lunch, putting it in a smaller bag, I need to cut. You know, have a couple of couple of trips to the well. Mm. And you you get the party size, and you're looking at that. The party size Cheetos is the same size as the regular Cheetos used to be. Yeah, it's almost five bucks a bag. Yeah, it. You're right. That the economic pain I think is going to continue. I mean, um, one of the commentators that I listened to said, uh, you know, his prognostication uh, economically was that things probably get better in the short term, but much worse in the long term. And I I think that that's right. They just dumped uh, nearly $2 trillion in some crazoid budget with all kind of earmarks all over the place on top of whatever we have, $30, $31 trillion worth of debt. I mean, our, our dollar bills, are, are they're going to be like tissues. They're, they're not worth it's, anything anymore. It's, it's, it's the same thing if you, it's like, folks, if you ever get a chance, look at look at the period of Reconstruction after it's like, well, Lincoln's assassination and yeah. after the Civil War. And and look at the economy where it was. It's like how it how the dollar at that time was even like devalued. And of course, even down in the South, at even at the point of the war, mm-hmm. their 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 money was useless. I mean, you, you could have you could have just printed up printed up a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, a million dollars, and it still wouldn't have got you anything. Right. That, that's sort of where we're we're heading right now. So my 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 encouragement to everybody listening, talk to your friends. Talk to your talk to your parents. Mm. Talk to your neighbors. You know you don't have to you don't have to get you have to get into a fight with them, but just ask them. Just let them let them know this, or just ask them this. Okay, you're you're dissatisfied with where things are going in terms of the economy. I mean, what what the what is the interest rate right now? Seven point one. Oh, it's really high. The seven point two percent, and it's not. And you know, it's like the Federal Reserve is trying to put the brakes on this, but like, but that's going to have an effect as well. Which is which kind of leads into what your what your friend was uh, describing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things look things might look a little better right now, but the bill is about to come due, and it's not going to be pretty. No, it's 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 not. And I'm gonna I want to add to your point there. When you when you talk about pain, you're talking about uh, specifically economics. I would say that what's going on at our southern border, which our mainstream media refuses to talk about, is another pain point. That is going to have not only economic ramifications, as it already has, but it's destabilizing um, our national security and it's destroying American culture. Because what we are doing is we are just opening the doors and inviting every person from anywhere around the world to come here without the desire to necessarily become an American. And that's what, and, and if we have no, no, border and we have no culture to which we are expecting people to assimilate then we have no country we we're we're going to collapse i mean if you if you think about it when biblically 
when God sent the Israelites to, to form their nation, he told them, don't intermarry with the peoples there. And it wasn't a racial issue. You know, it, it wasn't biased like that. It, God was telling them, like, no, their ideas are going to poison you. And that's right. what I see happening here. When And, and I'm going to speak from my family perspective. Is my ancestors came in that great migration sort of around the turn of the century. And they left the old world because they were poor or they were persecuted or they wanted to come to America intensely because, like, I can get away from the czar, right? And I can yeah. have a business and I can be free, even though I'm Jewish, right? They're not Jew a lot of Jews in America, but I can go to America. They'll leave me alone. I can have freedom. And I'll become an American. But that is not the phenomenon that's happening on our southern border. It's people being drawn here because they know we have this massive welfare state and they know that they can get all kind of freebies and it's better to, you know, live in the barrio somewhere and forgive me, people might dox me or hate me for saying that, but I'm being, you know, cynical on purpose that people, it's better to live in, in that way in the United States than it is to live in some of these third world countries where they have nothing. And that's, it's, it's, it's dangerous and it's, it's destructive to our country and it's harmful to the, the migrants who are traveling, who are basically enriching the cartels and so forth and putting themselves and their children at risk. What do yep. you think? The cartels, like the, like the, the slave trade, the yep. sex trade, all, all these things happen. And, it's, and it is frustrating to watch watch the media here basically turn a blind eye to it. Yes, and, it is. And, and, and the fact that, you know, President, like President Biden, he say, I guess he's supposed to say, supposed in 2023, go down to the border. Mm -hmm. All last year, nobody asked him anything about it. Uh, only like a few people, maybe on Fox, were, were questioning uh, 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 Vice President, uh, sorry, Vice President Harris. Harris, yeah. Why, why, why are you not? If you're supposed to be the the, the czar, why are you not bringing up legislation to to, to basically let, let let's let let's shut down this let's shut mm -hmm. down this button, this this tie? Now you may hate President Trump. You know, or former President Trump, mm -hmm. like, but but the fact is, he didn't play because he was he was treating the United States like a business. Mm -hmm. like, like he wasn't he wasn't yeah. treating it like this free for all like pool party. He went down he went down to Mexico. He went down to some of the other other border states, El Salvador, mm -hmm. you know, Guatemala, and went like, look, we we we're, we're giving you guys a lot of money, and you're sending it. You're basically allowing your it's like you're, you're pretty much people fleeing this country. Yeah, to to come to come into our border, stop mm -hmm. this or the money stops. Yeah, and really, whatever what the lesson learned here is, follow the money. As soon mm -hmm. as soon as you start threatening people with like, oh yeah, how much should we give you? Three, yeah. four, five million dollars? Nah, nah, well, we're holding that off until until you tighten the border. And what happened? Amazingly enough, all that border nonsense tightened up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and then, and then, then you had and and you know. President Biden, he he's not he's not a bad guy. I don't consider President Biden some evil, you mm -hmm. know, evil incarnate. Mm -hmm. I, th I think he is a career politician. Mm -hmm. period. Yeah, you know, and and his his job was to just get elected again, right? And again, and again, and again, and again, <laughs> and again, and again. <laughs> fifty years worth. <laughs> yeah, and, and as I said, so was like so. Yeah, I just like you know. As as a, as a person, you know, as a flawed individual, can you can 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 I can I fault him for holding on to the brass ring as long as possible? No, of course not. <laughs> I, can't, I can't I can't fault him for that. No, but I, but I but I can look at what are the things he's doing, and I'm looking at his party, and I'm asking my and I'm asking, you know, Democrats in general, are you truly okay with 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 this porous border and hundreds mm. and thousands of migrants coming over? Who, right. Who, interest in following our laws yeah. who have no interest in following the rules who only interest is to get on the government role and get as much stuff as they can not learn the language not learn what it means yeah. to be an american mm -hmm. and basically is coming over and flooding our schools and creating yeah. more and creating a degradation of our yep. of our university systems our middle our middle school our high school systems elementary are you okay with that Good question, my friend. Good question. Hmm. Let me let me uh, let me close this out here, uh, giving giving you my prognostication. Uh, <laughs> the word that comes to mind um, is division. So we've got 
So I'm sorry, folks. Uh, Mark and I <laughs> gave two words that aren't the most happy words in the English language of pain and division. But um, I, I'm going to try to sweeten it up a little bit by explaining it this way. Jesus, you know, said, I didn't come to bring peace, but to bring a sword. And, and what, what he meant by that was that his doctrine, his lifestyle were going to fly in the face of a lot of people. And he was going to be, some people were going to follow him and some people were just going to go the opposite way. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't the gray area with him. And I think 2023 is going to be a year like that, where there will be division in, in the sense of we're going to keep getting clarification between um, ideologies in this country. Um, what I noticed in the whole debate about the, the Speaker of the House issue is that the, the holdouts that, that kept Kevin McCarthy from finally winning for the longest time were those guys who wanted to have a, a strong debate and who wanted to have uh, him as the Speaker of the House really clarify how he's going to manage things and do things meticulously and in, with fiscal responsibility. They're basically, instead of doing the go-along to get-along in gray areas, they were asking him to draw a dividing line between right and wrong, between fiscally responsible and fiscally irresponsible. And I think that that's the way we're going to continue to see things going through the course of this year. Um, right. Is that, that go ahead? No, and, as I, and I just want to put a point on that: is folks, do they do? Do you do you really want? Do you really want just a speaker, just a rubber stamp, whatever it is, rather than go? Hey, you know what? This this is a lot of money. Where's all that? Where why are we spending all going? this? Cash? Yeah, where yeah. where is it going? I want I want my I want my elected officials, be they Democrat or be they Republican to give me an answer on that. Where is the money going? Yes. I mean, it's my money. Remember that. Remember this, folks. You need to hammer this into your head. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody this. Politicians work for you, not the other way around. That is correct. You, yes. you have your you have a God-given right. If they're coming up with, with, a, with some ridiculous $14 trillion spending plan, mm -hmm. sit back and go, well, okay, where's this money going? Where's it going? Who's it going to? What's it for? Right. And right. rather than sitting, rather than sitting there going, well, you do. You don't need to know that. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if I don't, I'm throwing you out. <laughs> well, you know what? What is amazing is one of the concessions that the McCarthy had to give in order to to win votes was to say, okay, there's I guess 14 departments of government. And what they've been doing for who knows how long is, is doing this uh, thing called an omnibus, which is just a fancy word for meaning everything in the saucepan, right? So they fund the government in this giant 4,100-page bill that covers everything under the sun. And it's so obtuse and so messed up that nobody knows exactly where the money's going. But what they're going to force them to do that is have budget discussions on each department. I'm like, gosh, what a novel thing. Oh, Break it down. Actually, have this debate and discussion on each item. And a sad, and a sad commentary to that is all these career polit career politicians, especially career Republicans, were like we're, we're we're giving these guys grief because they were asking for something that you should you should you should have signed off on right yeah. off the bat years the ago. That, the fact that you didn't is a sad commentary on where our political structure is right now. Yes, absolutely. Well, that this has been a very delightful conversation. I'm glad that we could get back into the swing of things. And uh, so we've come up pretty much against the end of our time. Uh, any final comments before we sign off for this episode, Mark? Once again, the encouragement for 2023, folks, is just like, just continue to encourage people to think for themselves. Yes. You know, it's like, think, ask questions. Look at, look at your political, look at the political parties. I don't care which side you're on. They're both pirates and rogues in my book. <laughs> yes. You know, but, but, but you need to ask questions, write letters, email email people, ask them, force, force them if necessary to answer where is the money going? Why are we spending this much cash? Why are we so far in debt? They'll give you, they'll give you the pat answer. Why is that? Because they're politicians. But the more you ask and the more you get your friends to ask, you know, we have people who spend hours. I know a friend of mine. He spends hours on TikTok. Mm. But but it's like but would he but would he spend five minutes to write his congressman or senator mm. a letter asking them where where the state's going? <laughs> Good 
Good question. Well, you're basically encouraging people to do an uh, Act 17 uh, behavior of a brilliant. Basically, study. Study. Figure it out for yourself. And I think that's great advice. Uh, I would say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, probably my favorite verse in the Bible is Proverbs 3. Uh, Proverbs, yeah, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your way your, your path straight. And I say that because there is a lot of chaos, there is a lot of division, there is a lot of pain out there, but we can still trust in God, and um, He is going to see us through. So, everybody, we really appreciate it. Make sure you check out all of our episodes at anchor.fm uh, backslash God and Government. You want to contact us, send us an email at God and Government Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, peace out, Mark. You know what, guys? Have a great one, and just remember. Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye.